Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2017 film, Thank You for Your Service, based on a nonfiction story, by the way, is dramatization, I can try saying that word five times fast, um, about uh, PTSD and, and coming home after serving. Um, joining us today to talk about many of the themes addressed in the film is Master Sergeant Jason Miller, a 20-year Army veteran. Uh, Jason, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks uh, for having me, Brian. I appreciate you know having the opportunity to uh, share some of my experiences with um, the the challenges with PTSD and you know coming home uh, after being overseas and trying to deal with some of those challenges. So thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, thank you for being here. Now, um, I do want to mention a couple of resources uh, up front for those out there. If you do need to um, reach out to anyone today, there is a crisis text line in the U.S. You can text home, H O M E two seven four one seven four one. In the U.K., you can text shout, S H O U T two eight five two five eight depending upon where you are in the world uh check your local listings as they say um jason thank you as much for being here today i appreciate it yeah you're welcome um, um, and, I also, and i also wanted to thank you for for, for serving I, I do appreciate that um as well thanks it's been uh definitely an honor and a privilege to serve for the last 20 years i've been lucky to be around some of the most amazing uh, selfless people Correct. Well, one thing that I, I've always made a point of mentioning on this podcast is I am not a fan of um, like designated mental health days, like 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 suicide prevention month or suicide, you know, because it's like every every day is suicide prevention month, and accordingly every. I like to think, you know, and, and obviously we have Veterans Day and Memorial Day, you know, um, and. I like to think that we should acknowledge the sacrifices that have been made and, and are being made and, uh, and why not every day. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate that there, you know, that, that those days are on, on, on the calendar, but we tend to live in a society where there's almost like a, a, a sentiment of, oh, those are the only two days that were designated to say thank you. And those are the only two days where we're, where we're supposed to honor the sacrifices. And I just shake my head and just think, okay, well, why not, <laughs> you know, 363 other days of the year? You, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, I, I agree with all those things. And you can, you can use that same example for all of, all of the different days and months. I mean, those should be on our forefront at all the time, you know, so, you know, let's, let's celebrate uh, African-American history month all the time. I mean, they've done some amazing things in every month of the year. And um, yeah, exactly. And so. it, it kind of not to go off on, on a tangent, but then it gets me like, yeah, even with like black history month, like you have a whole month and then boom, then March 1st rolls around and, and nobody, nobody talks about Dorothy Dandridge anymore. Nobody talks, right. you know, all these different examples. It's like, okay, well, what was the point? So yeah, yeah. I, I totally, totally hear you on that. Um, now, um, 
I, I did want to um, have you on the show, though, like I said, to, you know, to underscore that point that this is something where it's an everyday topic, basically, it's an everyday subject. And um, so, so I guess I, I could start with what, what um, prompted you on, on this journey into the, you know, the wild and, you know, wonderful world of, um, you know, mental health and, and whatnot? Well, um, I, so I joined the army in 2001 and, um, was 24 years old, um, pretty healthy, you know, good to go. Um, no, no issues, no mental health challenges really, so to speak. And, um, when I joined the army and, um, deployed early in the Iraq war during the initial invasion in 2003 was gone for a year. My son was six months old when I left. 18 months old when I got home. Um, so there was some events that happened that were pretty challenging, but at the time I didn't, um, I was able to compartmentalize them and maybe push them down, suppress them as many people do. Um, and kind of moving, moving forward. Now I did have some challenges coming home related to hypervigilance, um, very leery and worried about my environment. Um, you know, always trying to make sure that I'm protected. My family's protected. Um, loud noises. Definitely. I did not like, um, those are just some things from being in a combat zone where you're just used to being on edge all the time. So those were some challenges coming home, but, um, the PTSD or anything related to the depression and anxiety wasn't, didn't show up. Um, I was still doing well as a soldier progressing. I went on another deployment to Iraq in late 05, 2006, um, experienced some, some more, uh, challenge death, um, really high stress situations and, um, you know, some other, uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer that same year. I ended up dying, um, whenever I got home the following year. So a lot of things at one time, and then they kind of built up over time. Um, but one of the things that almost kind of hurt me was in 2007. So I got home from my second deployment in November of 2006. Well, I moved, we moved to another duty station, um, from Fort Hood to Fort uh, uses Virginia in early 2007, less than 90 days from being home. So I didn't address anything. I didn't address any of my thoughts, feelings. And I also knew that I was going to a duty station where I was going to be home for three years because I was an instructor. So in my mind, my mind said, oh, I don't have to think about any of those bad thoughts, push them all away. And everything was good. So continued to do my job. And then towards the end of those three years, I came down on assignment to go overseas again. And somehow unknowns to me, I, I just wasn't aware of it, but I started having nightmares. Um, I started being really edgy, um, irritable, um, started getting overly upset. And I was being sad um, about certain things. And, and I, I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't figure it out friend of mine said, Hey, you need to go get some help. He had been a little bit more experienced with it and said, you know, so it took me down there, which is really important that somebody outside of, you know, me said, Hey, I recognize that you need to get some help. Um, because you know, 
young soldier, still tough. Yeah, um, yeah. I can overcome it. Right. It's, I don't need help. Yeah. Um, so I went and got help and that was the first time that they never used the word PTSD at that point. Um, for me, it, it really was, what can we do to get you stable enough to get you back into the fight? Yeah. So we used a little bit of talking through some feelings, gave me some medicine and got me stable enough and got the nightmares calmed down enough to where I could ship off to my next duty assignment in Egypt. So that was um, 2010. And so since 2010, I really have dealt with it in some way or another all the way to now. Now from 2010 to to 2018 when i really went dove in and started getting some serious help um i also deployed two more times to afghanistan during that time and when i look back now the therapy was very similar to what it was early in that i talked for a little bit but then it it just they would just get me enough to where and they get me on enough meds to where they could stabilize me and get me back into the fight and i could suppress it all again and you know, just kind of move through until finally in 2018, um, when I was at the duty station I'm at now, um, pretty much hit rock bottom, um, yeah. I, rock bottom at home, um, at work. Um, I socially isolated, um, extremely depressed, uh, overly sad. Uh, the nightmares were just ruining my life at that point. Yeah. I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't sleep anymore because I was afraid to go to sleep you know, I was just, it it was really, really rough. So that's, so then I started really getting into the therapy and, and so the doctors, it's not that now they wanted to offer me therapy, but I was also willing to do it, which is a big deal. I mean, so many people are just like, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. And, and, and because I'll tell you now <laughs> that it is hard. Yeah. It is hard work to work through all those challenges that you have. So whether it's extreme grief, you know, working through like, so for me, um, it was extreme grief of losing, you know, teammates. Um, and I had, I had to, those stories and those people memories had so much power over me that I, I just, I couldn't function. I was paralyzed. So yeah. I had to relive them so many times through prolonged exposure therapy to really gain that power back. And I, I cried a lot. Yeah. I cried with my family when I, I hadn't told them hardly any of the stories that had made me upset. And I didn't share all the details with them, but I shared enough with them. And, and it was hard. It was hard work. Sometimes I didn't want to do it. Yeah. I'd go into the therapy session and I'm like, I, I can't do this today. Mm-hmm. And, but I just kept at it. And the doctors were, this is one of the examples where the therapists that I've had here actually, I mean, were really good and they really cared about me as a human being and took the time and were so patient with me to get through this, mm-hmm. that it's allowed me to really work through it. Cool, cool. Well, how how have, you, how have you been doing lately? I know that the overall mood, for the most part, 
for the most part, in the U.S. T- tends to be we're we're in the home stretch of a lot of the craziness going on. Um, has that lent itself to um, any like how, how I guess how have you been doing the past few months? So I've been doing really well. Um, now there's so some things with my my job and my career. My career is winding down, and I'm getting ready to retire. So in some ways, you know that there could be a lot of stresses with that too. Plus our son's getting ready to graduate and go on to college. Um, but, um, we've got a solid plan and a solid support structure where we're moving to back home in Atlanta. And so that hasn't added any stress to us and to me. Um, so the past few months, I really have done a lot of decompressing, um, continuing with the therapy. My mood has really just gotten so much better. You know, I don't want to sound cliche and say every day, but there's still some days I I have a little bit of down days, but, but I could think about those things in the past and not get overly upset about them. Um, I'm not as irritable as I used to be. And I have actually been able to talk to other people in my similar circumstance, almost as a mentor, um, which is a, big step, you know, for someone that's struggling, you know, in the mental health arena. I mean, when you get to the point where you feel like you you're confident enough in yourself that you can share what you've, what you've learned and what's helped you. So yeah, definitely last few months have been much better. I, my, my wife will probably tell you that I'm a different person, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you is that this film, thank you for your service. It is a film that you know, let's be honest, does have some uh, disturbing content. It would probably be all the more disturbing for someone who has been in in the front lines. Mm -hmm. Um, Does a movie like Thank You for Service, does does that something, is that something where it is problematic for you watching it or where, like, where are you on on that, you know, temperance scale, so to speak? Yeah, so... Now I am better (laughs) than I was. Um, I, for years, and I'll say I'll pick from 2007 to really even 1819. I no, I don't, I didn't want to watch those things. Mm -hmm. Um, They would bring out way too much emotion in me. Um, I would be, so if there's a situation where that's like sad, I would be overly sad and probably cry. If there was a situation where, like it would make me angry because like the soldier's not getting help or he's hurt or something like that. I would get visibly angry and want to like try to do something. Um, So, but last six months um, have been much better. And, you know, we've, uh, you know, watched a couple of movies and um, just, I'm able to watch them for what they are. And understand that, you know, bad things do happen to people. And, you know, I can only do my best to either help them. And if I can't, if I wasn't there to do it, then it's okay. And it's not my fault. And I'm not a bad person for not being able to bring them home. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that um, it's one of the things that... Not quite in the it seemed like a a good idea at the time category, but, but almost in terms of having the discussion of mental health relating to media 
And this is one example where there is a, almost like a greater degree of sensitivity because I want to be careful for those listening and, all, and also consider it to you to not be um, mentioning or endorsing any, any, any films that would be problematic or which would be, um, you know what I mean? Because it, it, sure. it, is, it, is, it is a fine line. I know, I know for myself, there's a, um, horror, a recent horror movie that, that I, I'm not going to mention because it would upset some people if they saw it. But I was, with this film, the, and the whole movie, you know, not, not counting, you know, that it's a horror movie and, and whatnot. But there's an opening sequence that I nearly walked out of the theater when I saw the movie the first time because it was just so... Um, not nothing pertaining to like the horror movie in of itself because that's you know right. horror movie to see but but there was one specific um scene that was a little too close to home that i nearly i nearly walked out because <laughs> it was like i don't know if i could sit through this yeah um but um but are you having less and less of those sort of moments so i mean it, yes okay. yes i mean to generally answer yes so i you know my nightmares are um, a lot fewer than, than before. So I'm sleeping better. Um, and I'm able to in interact on a social level, um, much better. And, you know, so if I'm in, um, you know, around people, whether it's a crowded space, which used to be, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Um, I'm much better in those areas. Um, if something sad happens or there's an event, it's not, I I'm much better in those situations now. For sure. Well, um, now one thing that I, d I did want to ask you also is in the VA, and for those listening outside of the U.S., that is the Department of Veterans Affairs, correct? That's yep. the agency yep. that assists with um, veterans. So there is, I don't want to say a stereotype, but yeah, I'll say the word stereotype mm -hmm. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in the media, including to a large degree in, in this film, Thank You for Your Service, that is a very um, anti-VA sentiment, I guess you could say. Uh, but your experience, though, has been thankfully a little better, as I understand it. Is that is that correct? Or Yes. Yeah, so personally, I've, I've just started my journey with the VA, okay, um, as I get ready to transition out. So, yeah. so far, my interactions with them have been good. Um, I have several friends that are in a couple of different areas of the country mm -hmm. that have had much, much better experiences with the VA than absolutely you've heard in the past of soldiers not receiving help, you know, literally in the emergency room, we're crying out for help and they send them away. So those examples are not happening from what I'm understanding and, you know, they've already been in contact with me where I'm moving to, mm -hmm. to start to try to set up that transition healthcare. Mm -hmm. There's also a new program called In Transition that the, um, the VA is paying for that is that assists me with my mental health, um, it, either therapy sessions, medicine, setting up doctors, doctor appointments on the other side, like when we move, um, all before I move. So that it's so, you know a smooth transition, and I don't have to you know stress over trying to figure that out, because many veterans when they move, they don't know where these resources are, which is great that you mentioned these resources in your shows, because and then then they get caught up in life, and 
they don't get that continuous help or they maybe they don't have the medicine. And then all of a sudden they resort back to where they were a year or two years ago, and then it can spiral out of control quickly. So um, in transition is another great program. And yeah, overall, the VA has done a much better job um, of assisting the veterans uh, for sure. Whenever there is a not so nice depiction of the VA, that's something where it's usually more helpful to take that with a grain of salt then. Would that be yes. a great way of putting it? Yep, I think it is. That's a great way okay. to put it. There's more positive things happening with with veterans and their health care at the VA than there are negative. Right. Um, right now, we can talk about the COVID shot. They're doing fantastic with getting that delivered to the veterans. And they're one of the leading agencies in delivering it in every state. So yes, now, in, ter- in terms of d- deployment and mm-hmm. family back on the home front, is there any, um, what's, there, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of um, um, like having feelings of, of depression and anxiety, come up relating to the the absence and not not knowing when when you'll return where, where does that come come into play yeah. if, if at all no it that... it does absolutely so uh, i i've been married 23 and a half years and i mean she is god sent and an amazing woman so she was we were married before i came in the army and she's been through basically five years, we five years of deployments, yeah. um, four to a combat zone. So she absolutely goes through, you know, those um, depression and anxiety and, you know, being on pins and needles. Um, so in 2003, the really tough thing was there was no communication. You know, when you invade a, a country for the first yeah. time, there's no phones, there's no power, there's no nothing. So we literally were writing letters to each other that would take four to six weeks to get there. Um, so it impacted her for sure. Um, and you know, meanwhile, she's trying to be a a great mom to a brand new, you know, son. So that's absolutely tough. Um, now in that particular year, uh, the first one, um, we had a, a really an amazing, what we call a family readiness group. And so everybody that's back home kind of forms up into a group and assists and helps each other you know, whatever they need, essentially. And um, my wife uh, really became uh, really best friends with another uh, spouse. And it's, uh, it, we're still best friends with them today. Yeah, yeah. And 19 years later, <laughs> and they, they talk every Wednesday on the phone. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was really important for both of them, because her husband was also deployed with me. Yeah. And because it's tough, you've got a single parent now raising, you know, kids at home and you have no idea. I mean, that's hard enough in itself. Right. And then, you know, dealing with that, that uh, sadness that your, your husband or spouse isn't there. And um, so it's tough. And then um, adds to all kinds of challenges when we get home, you know, they're happy we're home, um, but then they don't want us to go again. And, you know, so. Yeah, well, um, but but for the most part, though, your experience then in in the VA and and, and the treatment that you've encountered, it's it sounds like the situation is improving in terms of the the um, options available. Then would, yes. would that be correct? I mean, okay, yep, cool, cool. 
Um, what, um, what, um, what you're looking for? Don't, don't you love it when you're doing a podcast and like you draw a blank because you know what you, you know what you want to ask, but you just don't know how to phrase right. it the right way because you don't want to come across sounding terribly ignorant. And, yeah. Um, That's okay. So yeah, what I'm, what, what I'm looking for is, I guess, what, what, what trends or what like forecast do you see in terms of with the, the, cha the changing of the guards in Washington right now and the difference, if any, in, in, in the VA and, and, and the care that, that you're getting? What, 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 what trends or, or forecasts do you see in that? Well, I, I do see positive trends. And what I mean at positive trends and, and those aspects are, I see what I can see from what, from what I have, have read and been told is that you know, this administration, um, obviously they have a new uh, VA secretary and, you know, the focus is, is really on, on the veterans and not that it wasn't before, but yeah. so some of the things are like that in transition program that I'm using, that's one of their focuses. That's a relatively new thing. Um, so they are open to putting more money into uh, some of these resources and, and building new facilities. You know, if, if they can't, have a permanent facility or permanent staff right away, they are more open to hiring outside contractors to temporarily help. Um, so that is one of the good things that's happening. So I think really when we look forward the next several years, um, I think there really is an opportunity to maybe reach a lot of those veterans that haven't been in the VA system that need to be. So, you know, they are going to have the resources to go and find them and, and kind of get them or bring them back into the fold. So I think hopefully we can really start tackling that, that suicide number that, you know, you see a lot yeah. 22 a day. And I think it's a little bit lower now. Um, but yeah, so I definitely see that positive trends in getting more mental health um, doctors and um, you know, therapists and social workers um, and, really being able to provide us with that uh, necessary help. Definitely. Well, well, what's something that um, those listening might not, not know that, that you did want to, to share for people to know as far as PTSD, as far as um, seeking care as a veteran, what's something that, that you'd like to share that, that many people might not know about? Um, that often we will be really high functioning and, and be doing really, really well and wherever we are and whatever job we're doing. And, um, we can, we can crash quickly and it may come as a shock and a surprise to some. And so really when, when that happens, when you see, you know, if you know that they're a veteran, you know that they've served. It's not that you have to know they have PTSD, but if you see that their mood, their posture, their general, you know, how they're talking and, and doing things changes drastically, their yeah. irritability will go really high. Um, you know, maybe pull them to the side, uh, offer, you know, some assistance to listen or offer to say, you know, Hey, I've noticed these things. Would you like to, do you need to get some help? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that is one, one way, a lot of people just don't know how to handle it, um, which is okay. I, and, and yeah. so we're, this is what we're not, we are not, um, 99.9% .9 of us are not 
freaking out on the street, <laughs> shooting up people and, and going crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. So a lot of it is, you know, self grief. We're so we're, you know, grieving. Um, we've been through some traumatic experiences that are just, you know, really hard for us to overcome. So it's okay to talk to us and approach us. And yeah. And I, I wanted to not to interrupt you, but I wanted to just underscore that point because you're absolutely correct. There is a, I mean, statistically, and I don't know what the exact statistic is. I, I believe it might be mm -hmm. one, one millionth of 1% or of that sort um, of those with a, a mental, um, you know, mental, uh, condition going on are most likely to be the recipient of uh, of a violent act not the ones you know, you know what I mean so yeah you're absolutely correct as far as there it tends to be a very topsy-turvy uh, view of that in our society so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very glad that, that you mentioned that because it's something where you know, I, I could not, have, and I'm sure you could not emphasize it enough that, yeah. that I mean, because people have that in their mind of like, you know, that I, and so I'm, I'm, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, now, um, as we went down, I did want to mention um, a, a few more resources for everyone out there. I know that there is Mental Health America, uh, MHANational.org. There's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, madinamerica.com is one that some people have mentioned. Uh, now, there's also, you said it was an in transition is the program at the mm -hmm. VA? It is? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, they, and they would just check with the local VA then if they wanted to learn more about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Um, now, I understand that you, um, you have a podcast as well, I understand it, correct? I do, Woody. Brian. How would people yeah. find out more about that? Uh, the easiest way is to go to my website, millersmilitarymoments.com. Mm -hmm. And there you can, you, there's links to my YouTube channel. There's links to my episodes. Um, or you can find me on all the major podcast listening apps and under Miller's Military Moments. And um, really it's, yeah, it's about my story of 20 years of service and all the things that I've done and, and, um, some of them crazy and, and scary and sad and some are funny, yeah. but um, yeah. So I'm just, and I do share my instances of PTSD and, and I talk about that and, and um, you know, trying to help other people, you know, learn from it. So yeah. Thanks for letting me mention that, Brian. I appreciate yeah. it. And I got to say alliteration is a very good thing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm always a fan of alliteration because it's easier to remember. Yeah. It is easier. You notice that? Yeah. I, mean, I just said it once. Miller's military, mil, military moments. Yep. I mean, it might be a tongue twister, granted. <laughs> right, right. But but it's still easy to remember. Yeah, yeah. So mil, Miller's military moments. Yep. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for, for being here today. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thanks, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you, those of you at home or at work or on your way home from work, wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone. And uh, talk to you next time. Uh, bye.